Welcome to an experience far from others. An audio medium unlike anything you've ever heard before. The pinnacle of sound experience. Jacked and canned. Featuring John Tessman and Colby Tyler. A place where you will get the information you crave and hear about the topics that you love. Presented by themselves. Coming to you from the basement, bar, and the bedroom. Sponsored by no one. Jack and Canned. Ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the NFL edition of Jack and Canned, where we go through. I'm going to give you some power rankings. We're going to talk about the picks I had last week, as well as the picks we have for this upcoming week. So without further ado, let's kick straight into the power rankings. John, by, John, by the way, is at 6% on his phone. Solid chance that me and him lose the video quality that we have with each other for communication. So that should be something fun to look forward to. Heck yeah. (laughs) So we're actually coming off the heels of our last episode too, by the way. So the one that we just recorded as our real life episode, this we are literally doing immediately following that. So Check us out at Jack and Can there. We'll get into promoting ourselves a little later. Let's dive into some power rankings. So top 10, number 10 this week, New England Patriots. Oddly, didn't even play. Didn't even get a chance to play. But the New England Patriots have shown me that they're a team that's right around at this 10th team level where they're strong they're showing strong signs of their offense being at least competitive and their defense hasn't really taken the drop that I thought that it would so i think that new england's going to continue this kind of trend of being a team that is just dominant on both sides of the ball even without being actually dominant you're not going to see them going out there and throwing for 450 yards much you're not going to see them going out there with a running back taking it over for 200 yards All that kind of stuff's not going to happen. But what you're going to see is just good football on both sides of the ball, which oftentimes in this league can still win games. And that's what you're getting. And I I actually think that after you get through the first few teams in the league this year, you're going to find that there's a lot of, I'm not sure, kind of teams. And granted, a lot of this tends to play out as the season goes along. But at the time, New England, number 10. Number nine. New Orleans Saints. So Drew Brees is definitely showing his age, and there's a big part of me that still is considering if they're really a good team or not, but I don't want to count them out, thus that I think that they are going to be a top 10 team. And really what it's going to ride down to is can Drew Brees propel this offense to elite level success? Because they've got a running back in Alvin Kamara that can both run and catch out of the backfield. And he's one of these guys that shifty and breaks tackles. He's one of the top tackle breakers in the league every year, which is a little odd considering his shape and his form as John's jiggling his belly in front of me. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just I'm just picturing <laughs> Lamarco Murray. That's it. Let's go, Lamarco. Yeah. Fair enough. 
So New Orleans is a team that has one of the better rosters in the league. They've got a quarterback that, if nothing else, has all of the in-mind experience that he needs. I think that you're going to see the Saints continue to grow, and at some point, Michael Thomas will be back, and once he's back, Drew Brees will have his go-to weapon. Saints at nine. Number eight, we got the Tennessee Titans at 3-0 and because COVID has, well, at the time, 3-0. and I believe they've played since then. And yeah, they have. That's right. They crushed Buffalo. So these power rankings, keep in mind, took place prior to the Titans-Bills game. With that said, the Titans look strong this year. They're going to uh, – John, did you get to see by chance the Derrick Henry stiff arm that took place? That was wild. That was straight up beast mode. If this guy is man, <laughs> he's he's straight up like alien versus predator. He's both alien and predator. Now the Tennessee Titans, they're gonna obviously be relying upon what Derrick Henry can give them. But the funny thing is, is even in a giant win like they had the other night. Derrick Henry didn't rush for a whole lot. I want to say he had maybe 69 yards or something along those lines. It wasn't a lot, but Derrick Henry's an animal, and you always have to be worried about him. Additionally, Ryan Tannehill's a guy that can come out here and make whatever the play that needs to be made, he can make the play. He's not an ultimate weapon. He's not a Patrick Mahomes by any means, but he's a guy that can come out there and do what needs to be done as long as the rest of the team performs. So we got the Tennessee Titans in number eight. Number yeah, seven. and he's a former Dolphin, by the way. Hell yeah. <laughs> it is weird to me that you have like a weird affinity for the Dolphins, but <laughs> we'll just move on. So number seven, we got the Los Angeles Rams. They look like one of the better teams at football. And really, I just want to know that it is for real. And I don't want to do the thing that you hear everywhere in sports media. Is this team for real? I'm not here to do that. But the L.A. Rams look like they're going to really compete for the NFC this year right now. And I don't think they're quite that good, which is why they're still sitting back at number seven for me, because the way that they've been playing, they look like a top five team. I just don't trust that this is going to be the team that we see towards the end of the year, especially as these young running backs start taking some hits. I think that that running core is going to dwindle down as far as what their production level is. Jared Goff needs the running production in order to succeed at his highest level. And the defense, although good, is still spotty at times and potentially inconsistent in places. So for right now, the Rams number seven. Number six, we got the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, They look great. I don't really have a way to put this that's not stating it just that way. Um. Philly played them a little closer than I think most people called. Granted, in my picks last week, not one of the ones I gave to you guys, but I did have Philly cover in the spread. They did not. Pittsburgh did cover because they won by nine and the spread was seven. But I think that Pittsburgh had a little bit of a letdown there. And ultimately, I feel pretty similarly with them as I do with the Rams, where I don't know that that team is top five kind of good. They look good, and it looks like they're going to wipe the floor with a lot of the bad teams that they play on their schedule. But as far as when they have to play the good teams, I don't know that they're going to win a lot of those games. So for the time being, the Pittsburgh Steelers are a six team on this list. However, 
if there, there's cautionary tale here. I'm not sure exactly what direction it's going to head in, but I don't think they're going to finish this season at number six by any means. Let's see if Cleveland's on the list. They're not, John, although they are very close right now. Number five, Buffalo Bills. Now, keep in mind, again, this is prior to the Tennessee game that I did these power rankings. So, yes, they got absolutely throttled by the Titans, and this will definitely be dropping them down for next week. But the Buffalo Bills have continued to do the what seems impossible to me. They've made Josh Allen into a real quarterback, and even last week here, he had two picks. One of them was not at all his fault. The other one was. Um, but Josh Allen's not somebody that's coming out here and just launching the ball at random like he has in years past. The only place that I'm worried about Buffalo is in end-of-game scenarios. And I do think they're going to have some inconsistencies like they showed last week where they're going to come out there and not put up the performance that you would expect. And also that defense giving up 42 points – Very unlike them, and I don't think you're going to see that again for the rest of the season. I would be shocked if Buffalo gave up a second 40-point game this season. So keep an eye out for that because you might be able to make fun of me. Number four, Seattle Seahawks, baby. Oh, yeah. No, they're, they're looking great. They're one of these teams right now where they're obviously helming what it is that they're doing behind Russell Wilson, just controlling their games. He's, I mean, the only thing that's unfortunate is they're essentially expecting him to just play hero ball towards the end. Nope, just lost John. So. I'm still here. You're not on, uh, well, I mean, you're not on video, that's all. So. Oh, yeah, we're, (laughs) we're running this now. But Seattle's doing the thing where. They're putting hero ball into Russell Wilson and just having the expectation that he's going to make it happen. They're going to have to come up with some semblance of a way to not do this because they're a better team than most of these other teams in this league. There's no reason that they should have to win every game by one point, three points, four points, two points, six points. There's no reason for that. There's teams that they should be smoking and they're not. So we're going to have to figure that out. And the pass rush, again, I've said it every week, and I'm going to continue to say it. They can't win a Super Bowl with this pass rush playing like this pass rush is playing. They're going to have to do something better. I don't know who it's going to be. It could be somebody on the roster or it could be somebody that they sign. I know they just signed Snacks Harris. We'll see if that helps. In the meantime, Seahawks at four. Number three, Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens, I think, are going to be the best regular season team this year, as they were last year. They mm. look absolutely dominant, and I know that they lost their game to Kansas City um, a couple weeks back. However, I don't see a scenario where Baltimore is less than about, I mean, 12 and 4, I think, is even saying, eh, I don't know. I think they might be 13 to 3, 14 and 2 kind of material. Baltimore is just a great team. They have really all facets of the game on lock. They have the best kicker in the game. They have a very good pass offense, a great run offense. Their defense is solid. They don't really have a lot of flaws. Where I worry with them is can they beat literally Kansas City? (laughs) That's where I worry. I just don't know that they can beat Kansas City. And it's 
well, we'll get to Kansas City in a minute. Number two, Green Bay Packers. Again, we're talking about a pissed off Aaron Rodgers. I know that I've been saying that every week as well. You might notice that really the only ranking that changed from last week to this week was New England coming in at 10. Everybody else is identical to where they were last week. Green Bay, and for anybody that wants to fight me about the Kansas City loss, and I still have them number one, go bleep yourself. Green Bay is playing great on the offensive and defensive ends of the field right now. Aaron Jones is showing that he's a running back that they can really trust there, and you can see it being used in Matt LaFleur's offense. He's really trying to base the offense with the run pass being somewhat of a mixture where in previous years, a lot of Green Bay's coaches have said, well, we have Aaron Rodgers. Why don't we throw it more? Aaron Rodgers doesn't need to throw the ball 72 times a game. Let him hand the ball off. Let Aaron Rod- or, uh, Aaron Jones do his thing. Give it to some of the other backs just to give a little break there. Let Aaron Rodgers just play the Aaron Rodgers game. He can do it. Let him do it. Number one, Kansas City. I mean, they got the best quarterback in the league. It looks like their running core is one of the best in the leagues. Their defense, although is actually looking like one of the best in the league, but I don't trust it to be that. It doesn't need to be because this offense is so hyper dynamic that it doesn't need all these other guys. They got a great kicking game, which although I know is not something that people are necessarily interested in, their kicker is even really good. Kansas City, phenomenal team. It's going to be hard stopping them. I'd be hard-pressed to pick a team that I think can beat them. They match up well with essentially everybody in the league. Good luck beating Kansas City. So we're going to move over to the picks of last week. So last week, we gave you a 2-3 and three performance for the five games we gave you, bringing us to 11-13. Eh, not quite so, Woo. 11, 13, and 1 for the year. So we're a little under 500 there. We're going we're gonna to try to get it back this week. I, I feel pretty good about these picks this week. It's not like the last couple weeks where I'm like, eh, I don't know. I think we got something this week. So I'm excited about that. Now, last week for picking just straight up winners, we went 8 and 4. For the spread, we went 5 and 7. For the over-unders, four and eight. So a pretty less than mediocre week. It wasn't a terrible week. I haven't had one of the bombs yet where I've gone like three and 13. So I'm pretty happy about that. But in the meantime, wasn't a great week. Where that puts us for the year, we are 52, 22, and one in predicting winners. And beginning next week, I'm going to start dissecting that as percentages so you guys get an idea. But 52, 22, and 1 as far as picking winners go. For the spread, we are 36, 37, and 2. We just fell. We had just been right above 500. Now we're just below 500 because I went 5 and 7. If I could have even split and gotten the 6 and 6, we'd still be over 500 for the year, but not quite. For over unders, we are 30, 42, and 3. So we're having a pretty bad year for the over-unders, but again, it's the one that I care about the least. So most importantly for you guys, the 11, 13, and 1 as far as the picks that I've given you. So I'm going to give you five here. 
and we're going to try to get this season turned around a little bit because I don't like being below 500. It's an uncomfortable feeling. And also oh, somewhere I don't like to be. You're in the underdog class. Uh, I am currently, but I've always said that generally around the time of week six, guess what week it is, week six, that we start to really turn it around. So first pick that I got for you guys, Minnesota at home minus four with Atlanta coming to town. I think Minnesota is at least going to give it a shot now, now that they have a victory on their, on their, uh, their schedule. Atlanta, I think, is going to implode. I think that we're about to see two teams going in entirely opposite directions, and I'm not even going to say that Minnesota won't have an implosion themselves in a few weeks, but I think that for now, what's going to happen is that Minnesota is going to be able to essentially pick apart Atlanta's just Swiss cheese defense. Minnesota is going to put up what they need to. I do think Matt Ryan will have success. I think the over in this game is also a good call at 54. Um, I think you're going to see points going both directions. However, I got Minnesota winning this by multiple scores. So Minnesota minus four. Second game I got for you guys. I've got Baltimore minus seven and a half at Philly. Philly's another team that I'm worried about implosion. And again, I think Baltimore is going to be the best regular season team in the league this year. I don't think Philly's going to be able to compete with Baltimore, even if they weren't on the border of implosion. I think that this is a game that you're going to see a lot of Lamar Jackson, both running and passing. You're going to see some Mark Ingram. You're going to see all those running backs they got because they do have more than one, believe it or not. And you're going to see the Eagles do what the Eagles have been doing this year, which is, I mean, primarily, I hate to say it this way, but they've just been sucking. They are not living up to expectation. They they are a team that has the ability to take care of business and win games. They have the talent, but they're not they're not doing it. And I don't think they're about to start against Baltimore. Baltimore minus seven and a half. Next one we got for you here. Here's our upset pick. And granted, I don't have them winning the game, but I do have them covering the spread. We got Cincinnati going to Indianapolis. Indy's favored by seven and a half. I think Cincinnati keeps it closer than that. Joe Burrow has showed that he is a quarterback that is a legitimate NFL quarterback. He's somebody that you have to worry about. And Indy has shown inconsistencies. I'm not going to say that Indy's been a bad team by any means. They've looked very good. But... When you look at a team that has a record that's probably better than the team actually is, chances are a lot of that leads back to that you're going to start seeing some things even out. The law of averages starts to come to fruition. And I don't think Cincinnati's going to necessarily win this game, but I think they keep it very close with Indy because Joe Burrow and the Bengals look like they are very motivated to win. They just don't have the talent. I think they keep it close. I think we're talking about a three or four point game here. Cincy plus seven and a half. Now we got Green Bay minus one at Tampa. Tampa's a good team, but again, I think Tampa's a nine and seven kind of team. Green Bay looks more to me like a 12 and four, 13 and three kind of team. I just think the Green Bay is the better team here. They're going to go to Tampa. They're going to get the win. Um, It's right about the time of the year that 
it starts to cool off a little bit near Tampa. So it's not going to be, I don't believe, uh, you know, a 90 degree day in Tampa. It's it's going to be a little bit cooler. I think that'll be beneficial for the Packers. This is about the time of year that you stop caring necessarily about the warm weather areas and you start shifting over to where is it going to be cold. So I don't think Green Bay has to worry about weather. I think they're the better team. I think Green Bay comes on the road here and proves it. Green Bay minus one at Tampa. And then the last pick we got here, the LA Rams minus three and a half at San Francisco. San Francisco, oddly enough, looks like they're about to implode. I know that nobody really had that pick coming at the beginning of the season, myself included. But I thought last week when I said that San Fran with Jimmy Garoppolo was going to be able to beat Miami by at least nine points. They benched Jimmy and Miami won by, uh, let's see, let's do some math here, 24, 26 points. So I was that close to taking Miami and I said, nope, Jimmy's going to play. They'll be fine. They are not fine. They all look bad. I mean, that whole team looks terrible right now. San Fran is not going to be competing for anything playing the way that they did last week or really the week prior either. I think that San Fran's in real trouble here, and I think that this just pours on. Um, We'll probably see desperation set in at some point, but I think we're about to find out that Jimmy Garoppolo is not really a franchise quarterback. Like Even I thought that he was. I just don't think that he's not only shown that he can be, um, he's showing that he can't be. And that that's being really harmful for them right now, considering that they would have otherwise been a Super Bowl contender. I think the Rams prove that they are that much better than San Fran is this year. The Rams move on. And even though I'm still cautious about the Rams as to how good they actually are, they're going to be the team that I have to worry about in this division this year. Hell, I might have to worry more about Arizona than I do San Francisco. But I got the Rams minus three and a half here. Those are the picks, John. You got anything you want to add? Dude, just the the usual. Let's go Miami. Let's go Big Preston. Let's go Fitzmagic. Um, Brandon Cooks, Houston. I'm believing in you. Uh, Dallas Cowboys, Andy Dalton. What's up? Um, hashtag free the Dalt. All right, we're going to start that up. All right, so he's going to be out, and uh, he's free. He's ready to do it. With that said, he's going to make Prescott proud, and uh, that's it, Colbs. That's all I really got. All right, sounds good. So, guys, um, definitely make sure that you're giving us listens, downloads. We, uh, we want to keep the trend going. We're growing at a rapid rate. We just want to make sure that we have our, our go-to guys here, which are you guys still because you're early on in this process. So make sure that you're subscribing, rating, downloading. We want to make sure that we can include you guys in everything that it is we do as we continue to move along. As we said, um, the last NFL episode, we changed up our show as far as the normal show. Just going back to kind of intertwining everything, not doing a first half versus second half with it being sports and fun. We're just intermingling everything. So I think it makes it a little more fluent. Um, We had a pretty solid episode that we just recorded before this. I think it went well. 
and we took down some notes of what we could do a little bit better and we're just going to keep giving it to you. oh wow burping all right <laughs> yeah this is what happens when you i, I just worked a eight hour day came home and have been recording episodes since so we're gonna yep. go ahead and call it quits here we're gonna go take a nap um for me a very large one i don't know about you john you probably got work at like 6 a.m no very large remember i'm on vacation but i'm i'm spanked from the long drive from new york so oh that's right i forgot you're on vacation no i um i'm off tomorrow so i plan on basically um probably playing a game of madden and then falling asleep and not waking up till oh let's just aim for like 2 p.m dang i like that that's that's a that's a long call i'm thinking like 9 30 10 a.m is nice a nice little window and i say that i'm gonna be up at eight it just always happens (laughs) with that said Colbs my friend I will catch you tomorrow I will hit you up then man alright sounds good John Jacked and Canned this was Jacked and Canned tune in to new episodes on iTunes and check out what the boys are getting themselves into on Facebook, Twitter Instagram and YouTube at Jacked and Canned presented by No One